me in prayer. Gracious Lord, we thank you for this time together. and We thank you for your word, which we have heard and which we will uh, ponder on and uh, be strengthened and nurtured to have the hope of everlasting life because Jesus is indeed the uh, Savior of the world and gives us hope for everlasting life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to share uh, a little, you probably can't see this picture very well, but Pastor Warmbier in, uh, at uh, St. Peter's, every uh, Tuesday morning we gather and he goes over the, the lessons for the coming Sunday. And uh, he puts a picture on that little folder and then it's the same picture that goes on the, uh, the bulletin on Sunday. And he had this picture, and it's a little card, like maybe, a, you know, you'd send a friend a card. And it's a picture of a toad, and has the caption, love, love, your wart, love you, warts and all. Love you, warts and all. Well, the readings for today uh, guide us to individuals and groups of individuals who had warts, they had sins. The Old Testament lesson talks about how the people uh, who had been brought out of Egypt, the, the Jews, and uh, under the leadership of Moses and the guidance of the Lord himself, and of course we know that they had passed, uh, they had been protected uh, from the Egyptian army, they uh, the Lord uh, divided the sea for them to pass through on dry land, and, uh, and the Lord had been providing for them as they uh, kind of gathered around Mount, uh, Mount Sinai there. But now they're beginning to leave the, that area, and they get to a place where there was no water. And, of course, I guess all of us would be a little bit concerned about that, having no water. And this is not a group of five or ten people, of course. It's millions of people. And uh, they complained to Moses. And Moses was uh, sort of distraught. How am I going to handle this, Lord? They're even so angry, they're about ready to stone me. And, uh, of course, the Lord provided water from the rock. And then the woman at the well, from our gospel reading today, and she was a person who had a few sinful warts, too. Jesus and his disciple had been traveling through Samaria. It's interesting that the first verse that I attached to the gospel today just said Jesus had had to go through Samaria. Well, he really didn't have to. There were other ways of, in fact, most Jews traveled around the outside of Samaria so they didn't have to go through it because they didn't care too much about the Samaritan people. And the people likewise from Samaria did not care too much about the Jews. And so the woman was surprised to see Jesus sitting near the well. And she was even more surprised when he began talking to her. He said to her, will you give me a drink? It was almost unheard of for a, a man, a Jewish man, to speak with the woman from Samaria. 
And that woman kind of tries, tries to straighten Jesus out about this. He sa she said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. It was then that Jesus began to offer her his living water. He said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. It's not surprising that the woman didn't understand exactly what Jesus was getting at. It's evident by her response. Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus' response must have left her even more puzzled. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, he said, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. What is this living water which forever quenches thirst, which Jesus is offering to the woman at the well. It's important that we know what Jesus is talking about because the offering that he gives to her is also something we need as well. We remember what Jesus had uh, spoken to when he was speaking to Nicodemus. He mentions water there. He says, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of heaven unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Jesus makes another important statement about water in chapter 7 of John's Gospel. He said, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. And then the very next verse John, the gospel writer, explains what Jesus is, what he means when he says, by this he meant the Spirit, which those who believed were later to receive. Now the scriptures uh, also speak uh, in many other uh, times about water and the benefit of the water. Of course, we know that when uh, the apostle Paul uh, met Jesus on the way to D Damascus, and he fell on the ground blind and then was led to the city, and then he was, uh, he was baptized. And Ananias said to him, uh, and now what are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized and wash away your sins. The last uh, two chapters of uh, Revelation, also speak about water. It's important for us to, to hear what it says. Jesus, uh, the, Jesus, the Lord says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. And then from chapter 22, the spirit and the bride say, come, and let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come, 
and let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. So from these passages of scripture, we know the importance of the water of life, which Jesus was offering to that woman at the well, and which he also offers to us through his word, through the sacraments. And then Jesus, uh, when he said, go, go call your husband, go into town, call your husband and come back. She said, I have no husband. And Jesus said, you're right, you don't have a husband. You've had five husbands and the man you're living with now is not your husband. And the woman immediately begins changing the subject. She probably felt a little bit uneasy about what Jesus had just told her. She said, sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, that's Mount Gerizim. But you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. And Jesus said then, the time is coming, it has now come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. So this woman with all her sinful warts knew about the promise. It's surprising that she knew about the promised Messiah. She said to Jesus, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. And then Jesus said to I am he. I am that Messiah. Hearing this, a woman rushed into town, leaving her water jar behind, the very thing that she had come to the well to get. It's interesting that the Greek word, uh, aphiomi, which is translated here as she left to go into town, can also mean to forgive. And so, in a sense, putting their trust in Jesus, even though that trust may need to grow a little bit in understanding, uh, that trust in Jesus enabled her sins to be left behind. She was forgiven. So she excitedly told the men of Sychar, not only, probably not only the men, but the people there uh, uh, who had been gossiping about her, pointing their fingers at her and maybe avoiding her, she told them what she had just experienced, that Jesus had told her everything she had ever done. And those people did come. They came out to meet Jesus, to hear him teach. The townspeople had not heard enough, though at that moment, they asked Jesus to stay with them, and he did. Scripture says he stayed two more days. And they told the woman, we believe now just not just because of what you told us, but we believe because we heard him teach us. We've heard for ourselves and know that this man truly is the Savior of the world. We all have our sinful warts. We need forgiveness. We are sinful because of our human nature. We sin doing things we shouldn't do, saying things we shouldn't say, and certainly thinking things we should not think. 
We fail by failing to do, we sin by failing to do things we ought to be doing to help others, things that are God-pleasing. But because of his great love for us, our Lord offers us living water. Jesus makes the same promise to us that he made to the Samaritan woman. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water well enough to eternal life. That living water Jesus gives is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit which comes to us in various ways, the Spirit that came into our lives at our baptism, the Spirit that, we, that works through His Word as we listen to it in church or as we hear it ourselves as we read the Word of God or uh, come to Bible class and talk about that Word. We drink deeply the water of life. How can we be sure that our Lord richly and daily gives us this water of life? The Apostle Paul, in today's epistle lesson, tells us, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Your, love, your Lord loves you dearly. Your, love knows, your Lord knows uh, that you need forgiveness, the forgiveness that he won for you on the cross. Your Lord knows that you, knew, you need life with him and life that he won for you by his resurrection. So don't neglect to receive the Lord's gift of living water. And have re having received that abundant living water, remember that he loves all people, warts and all. So treat all people, fellow members of your congregation, uh, people uh, living around your neighbors, treat them with love and compassion and forgiveness, the forgiveness that your Lord already has made and given to you. And your Lord will guide you and empower you to do so, to love others, to treat kindly and forgive people around you, and to introduce them through your actions and your words to Jesus, who is the living water. So now the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's rise now and confess our Christian faith according to the words of the Apostles' Creed.